How many of you celebrated Christmas last year? Not everybody. Well, that's kind of surprising. I assume most of you celebrated Christmas. How many of you have, like, a nativity? If you see a nativity in your home, uh, nativity is like a manger. Typically, there's some loving parents there. Uh, maybe you see some shepherds. Uh, there's maybe an angel or two. Uh, oftentimes, including in the manger scenes, are three other people carrying gifts. The wise man or the magi or whatever you want to call them. I think the truth is that they rather interesting to include the manger scene because they weren't actually there. They didn't get there that soon. There's an author named Deborah Blue who writes that putting the wise men at the manger scene is like taking a Batman figure and putting it on the roof of the stable. Just a Batman would overlook the city of Gotham, he would be up there. Or it would be like including someone else who wasn't there in the group. Maybe if everybody cut out a picture of Stan Brower in a brown home and put that right next to the manger looking down on Jesus. So the interesting thing about including the wise men in the manger scene, including people that weren't there, is because it gets across the image. Jesus came for them too. Jesus didn't just come for the shepherds. He didn't just come for the Israelites that were gathered in the stable. He came for people who were of non-Israelite origin, like those magi that we normally include. The manger scene with the wise men shows the breadth of God's love for his people. Not just the Israelites, but all people, at all times, no matter at what time, they call the Savior. So with that in mind, with that idea of Jesus is coming not only for the Israelites, but also for the wise men and the others who would come later, we come and we look at Matthew chapter 2 this morning. The interesting thing about the mindset that as Jesus came for them too, is that that was not the mindset that the people of Israel had. The people of Israel, I think, were maybe a little too comfortable saying, the Messiah is just coming for me and my family. The Messiah is just coming for us who are Israelites. At the beginning of the Gospel of Matthew, shares a little bit different story, a story that's much more inclusive than only, only the Israelites. Maybe you've seen chapter one of Matthew before. Uh, if you look at chapter one of Matthew, you'll probably see a bunch of names. And so then, oftentimes, when you get to these passages, there are a bunch of names. Uh, you know, like, let's go to the next chapter, the next setting, and have something other than just a list of names. But in Matthew, he begins telling the story of Jesus and the increased nature of God's love by caring about the lineage of Jesus that included people that were not Israelites. You would have assumed that the Messiah would have this pristine record, the 
the fifteen lists of names. You know, I guess it's, if you would say the list of names that develops to all, you would go look and you would see everyone was a hundred percent At least that's what I've been told. Right? That's exciting. For NOT, everybody in their family was completely stuck. Oh man, all my kids are completely stuck. That's great, right? Well, Jesus, what you find in Jesus really is what you find is that his lineage is quite deep. It would include people that often you might say the truth. You actually find people that were of Israel, Israelite origin, you find these people who were foreigners. They were, were from another country, but then they were somehow grafted into the line that led to Jesus. Matthew writing to these Israelite people showing that their Messiah, that their God, who sent the Messiah, was one who had an extensive love that included people who were not Israel. And then we, we continue on, uh, we get to chapter 2, and we will hear a continuation of that story that Matthew is setting up. That God has an extensive love, not just for the Israelite people, but for others who will come to Jesus at a later time. Let's go to Matthew chapter 2. It's Black Bibles, and it's Christian Plain, and it's page 73, I think. Please, if you've got one of those Bibles with you, you uh, will go to page 1172. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of the earth, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem. Yeah. Where's the one who has been born to the Jews? We saw a star when it rose, and it's come to worship him. When King Herod heard the news, he was disturbed. But all Jews were with him. When he called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. And Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. For you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will suffer our people of Israel. And Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them, the exact time the star had appeared. He took them to Bethlehem and said, Go, search carefully for the star. As soon as you find it, report to me so that I too may go and worship it. After they heard the king, they went on their way, and the star that they seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed, and coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and gold. But having been warned in dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another way. 
find the one that they have carried these gifts so far to 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 see to lay them at his feet. And in God showing them the way to Jesus. So the Israelites would have seen them as the festivals. Or the Israelites perhaps would think they would have been beyond salvation. God, by providing the way, shows that the Magi are worthy. The Magi are worthy to come worship at the feet of the one who will bring salvation to the world. The Magi are worthy to bring their gifts and lay them at the feet of this newborn infant toddler king. Gifts that they gave. Well, that's the normal gifts that you give at a baby shower or a child's first birthday party. Anyone's given gold, let me know. If you're interested in that. Frankenstein and Murray. It's interesting gifts, and we often wonder what were they. And when one talks to us, they say, they're gifts that you would give to someone who's going to be a kid. Or gifts that would be worthy. You would want to give this king the best, and so you would give gold. And you would give things that have a wonderful aromatic smell. But there's another thing that is possible when you think about frankincense and myrrh, is that they could be pointing to the sacrifice. So that's likely not what the Magi had in mind. In bringing fragrances in myrrh, it would point a picture of our mind forward to Jesus' burial later on. Like bringing embalming fluid to someone's baby shower. Not quite what we would think of, but something that points something greater than themselves, something that points to perhaps nothing they had in mind at the time. Those two things point to Jesus' death. Then it's just one more way that the Magi's visit points to the inclusion of non-Israelite people in the salvation of God. That moment where all people on the whole face of the earth are given opportunities to lay their gifts down at the feet of Jesus. To lay themselves down and, and their desires to, in order to take down the desires of this king. This king who not only came for the salvation of people, but for the salvation of the world. You never really hear what happens to the Magi after they present their gifts. They get a dream that the Lord, likely speaking to them through the Spirit and through his dreams, to say, Don't go back to Herod. And in the same way that the Lord will speak to Joseph, saying, You need to leave this town and head to Jesus. So, what we find here in these first two chapters 
put the mask on. And God is working towards bringing future salvation. One that isn't just for the people who were born in the right place, or born to the right people. But a salvation that would include those who perhaps were doing the possible thing at that one time. Those who were direct contradiction to what Scripture said, it's an opportunity for us to say, Jesus came to them too. I wonder, what would it be like for us next year when we, when we get to put out that nativity stuff? Put out baby Jesus and Mary and, and Shepherds and Joseph, and then you get to the wise now and they weren't there, but Jesus came to them too. Maybe you get out pictures of loved ones and your family members. And you say, hey, just the fact. Jesus came to them too. Maybe it's a Christmas card you receive that has pictures. Maybe you could begin putting them by that manger as a way to remember Jesus came. No matter how long it would take for them to understand who Christ was, no matter what they had been doing in their lives that would have perhaps kept them away, always the invitation from God, the invitation of inclusion into His kingdom. Inclusion that came from the command, the commission that said, "Go make disciples of all nations." I wonder what Jesus had in mind at that time. Maybe, maybe Jesus remembered as a toddler what they received people from the east that came and visited him, and maybe when he said, "Go make disciples of all nations," he had in mind those. Those Persian magi who saw them all. Maybe Jesus had in mind all those Egyptian people that he saw as he was growing up away from Israel. Thinking, I came to be too. Maybe, maybe Jesus was thinking about all those, those Romans who were saying that their, their emperor was. I came to them too. Perhaps Jesus had in mind places that were barely even known of at that point in time. Places and people groups that no one knew existed. I came to them too. Whatever things, whatever in Jesus' mind that Commission he gave to his disciples that continues to us today. The story is I came to them too. I invite you as you head into this next week. Think about all the people that you know. The people that you care about, the people that you love, maybe even the people you despise. Are really just tough to 
Thank you. 